Real estate investment and development company First Rock Group has hit 10 billion Jamaican dollars in assets already. A massive milestone for a company that's only been in operation for about three years. I'm Khalila Reynolds, and today I'm going to be finding out more about how they've been able to achieve so much in such a short time from CEO and chairman of First Rock Group, Ryan Reed. Hi, Ryan. It's great to talk to you again. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Kalina. Um, and in your new capacity as chairman and CEO of First Rock Group, congratulations on the promotion. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So before we get started on everything that you guys have been up to over the past few months, just give us a quick overview into what First Rock Group does, because it's one of those companies that you, it may not be that easy to fully grasp the extent of what goes on there behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah, so the First Rock Group of companies, which have started roughly about four years ago, uh, incorporates First Rock Capital Holdings, which is the publicly traded company based on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. There's first to our, well, that company primarily, its <clears throat> primary business activities includes real estate and real estate investment activities. Uh, that company has assets in the Cayman Islands, Costa Rica, United States, etc. cetera. Uh, there is first private equity, which is a privately held company. And that company pursues private equity transactions. That company owns uh, stakes in Dollar Financial Services as well as My Ocean Limited in the Bahamas. Uh, Dollar Financial Services is a microfinance company which has activities here in Jamaica and Guyana. And there is First Rock Realty, which is a licensed real estate brokerage, which is also privately held. And then there's First Rock Capital Resource, which is really a shared services company. So those are the companies that uh, fall within the first of our group. And you know, you, you said it correctly, uh, we've been fully operational just a little, a little over three years. Mm -hmm. So yes, and as I remember when you guys listed on the stock exchange, which was what, early 2020 or the first company on the uh, to be listed that year and now here you are that was first rock capital holdings now you, here you are with first rock group hitting 10 billion jamaican dollars in assets how are you able to achieve this in such a, a short period of time a lot of work Kalila, but i i think it's really to the to the we've been the beneficiaries of proper planning right so Prior to us starting the entities, we spent, and we, by we I mean Michael Banbury and myself, we spent roughly two years planning properly how we're going to roll this thing out. Um, it didn't go you know, exactly how we wanted it to, but as close to how we wanted it to. Uh, you know, we wanted to have a mixture of a public company, a private company. We wanted to be diversified with respect to the business model, so real estate, you know, private equity, then we want to be further diversified by jurisdiction, etc. And I think that has proven to be a very effective tool for us, you know, especially during the pandemic. So us getting to $10 billion in assets, it was actually just one year early um, based on our target, our initial target. 
Mm -hmm. And now out of that 10 billion in assets, most of it has come from First Rock Capital Holdings, which is a company that is publicly traded that has about 45 million US dollars in assets, which is almost 7 billion Jamaican dollars. And that's for the year ended December 31, 2021, compared to just about half that amount a year earlier. Uh, one of the, like you mentioned, one of the primary functions of, uh, of, of First Rock Capital Holdings is your real estate arm. So real estate clearly wasn't affected for you, at least not much in the heights of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, why was that, you think? Uh, well, not significantly affected. Uh, and, and, and the truth is, Persons see real estate as a safe haven in times of uncertainty, you know, with respect to it being an investment asset. And, and we're seeing that largely outside of Jamaica. So we've been able to grow our balance sheet, you know, with assets and strong assets, you know, in and outside of Jamaica. Uh, we had a target and obviously funneled through, you know, proceeds from the IPO, et cetera. But we had a target of growing our balance sheet to roughly 50 million US dollars by the end of 2022. And I think, you know, based on us hitting 45 million at the end of 2021, we're pretty mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're pretty close. You're almost at your target. So give us an update on some of the projects that you have under your wing now. I know you have the, the luxury Hambani Estates project. Tell yeah. us where you are with that and some of the other ones you're working on. Yeah, so through first our capital holdings, you know, for the benefit of your viewers, we, under, we, we undertook to do a luxury development in Kingston, Jamaica. It's called Hambani Estate with 12 homes. That development is now on track for completion this year during summer. And that development is now 80% sold. 80%? As I read an article recently where it basically said you only had one or two sold. So you're saying 80% has been sold. That's, that's amazing. That's dated and that will be clarified. 80% sold and it represents top of the market um, in terms of price point here in Kingston, Jamaica. Is it mostly Jamaicans who have bought in? I would say, of, I'd say roughly about 20% uh, overseas and the rest Jamaicans. Right, because I know Sotheby's is the one leading that for you, right? We have Sotheby's, we have First Rock Realty, uh, we have Keller Williams, etc. So, um, you know, our brokerages have been doing an excellent job. That's great. Make sure you invite me to the opening because I want, I want fast. Yeah. I need to look around. I, check. <laughs> and see, I need to look around and see what it must be like oh to live in a two million US dollar home. Yeah. <laughs> But you also have your eyes on some other projects. Well, you've also started some other projects. Tell me about those. Yes, yeah, so uh, we're, we're looking to bring to Kingston a very contemporary sort of urban vibe in, 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 in Kingston 5, uh, with primarily Brompton, Brompton Avenue. And we're looking to do a high rise there. So that's a plan for this year. And that will see us doing one and two bedrooms um apartments but very very you know luxury apartments effectively uh we also just close on property in kingston six where we're going to do something similar to a hambani maybe at a, a little lower price point but something similar so we're pretty excited there we also have a development we're executing with a partner strategic partner down in in costa rica that should be finished later on this year and we just entered a joint venture arrangement to do a development in the parish of St. Thomas, 
we'll be looking to do luxury waterfront villas. So, I heard about that. So that's a tourism development? Absolutely. And that's something that First Rock is going to manage or you're looking to just build and sell? Uh, we haven't determined the, the strategy. Uh, it may be a mixture of both. I think what we're, what we're focused on now is sort of refining the product. Um, so we're working with the professionals to actually, you know, you know, refine what we want to bring to market. Yeah, St. Thomas is beautiful. I mean, it's definitely is underdeveloped and there is so much potential there in St. Thomas, especially now that the highway is going there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, absolutely. absolutely. So where, where exactly in St. Thomas is the property? Just west of Murad Bay. Okay, so way down in St. Thomas. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Closer to yeah, closer to that end than to Kingston. When the road is finished, it won't be way down anymore. What's your expectation on timeline for that project? Uh, we want to be complete, uh, you know, t- towards uh, late twenty twenty three, in anticipation of winter. So that's that's the aim. Okay, so about a year and a half thereabouts. And this is going to be undertaken in partnership with another private company. Can you tell us who at this point? No, I can't at this time. But I will. Okay. <laughs> if, if you tell me you have to kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Care. Classified. That's classified. Classified, right? <laughs> I also heard that uh, First Rock Capital Holdings is going to be doing a share buyback. Um, tell me why that approach at this time. So, you know, last year, what we saw was that this, this, the stock price for First Rock Capital Holdings, you know, has been trading below the net asset value, right? So we feel as if the best way for us to continue to unlock, unlock value is through, you know, using cash that we have to buy back shares or to bring the share price more, or hopefully bring the share price more in line with where what, what the share or the stock is truly valued, which is really in line with the net asset value. So we've been talking with this for a while. Uh, we took it to the board of First Start Capital Holdings in Q1, and it was approved. So that will take place, you know, very soon and throughout the rest of this financial year. So is that something that you need shareholders' approval for as well? No, no. So it's really it requires a board approval. And the board has already done that approval. Do you have a timeline? Uh, so I'd say throughout the rest of this financial year, so it may be acquiring, you know, units at a time at a specific price. So have you set the price yet? No, the market determines. Okay. Oh, so it will be at market price at a specific time. Uh, do, do you know yet how many shares you're intending to buy back? Well, we, we don't plan to spend more than 10% of capital, which is the, the total capital, first of capital holdings which is roughly a little over three million US dollars. And for people who are unfamiliar with the concept of share buybacks, what is the advantage of doing this? What is the reason for doing it? It's really to unlock value, right? So if let's say you have a stock that is worth $10 and it's trading at $5 and you feel as if the stock one should be more in line with where the value is at $10 that you may buy on the market. And then also it, it brings greater value to the existing shareholders, right? So you're reducing the float in the market um, to the average uh, investor. Just checking what your, your share price is right now. I believe it's at $0.08. Cents. The net asset value is $0.12. Cents, and that's on the US side. And on the J, I believe it's at $12. And the net asset value is 18 And what do you think is the fair value for this company now? Uh, you'd have to ask the analyst. 
to be, to be very honest, uh, we, are, we are squarely focused, Kalila, on just performance. Um, we've had 15 consecutive quarters of profitability. Uh, we have grown our asset base from zero dollars to 45 million US dollars in three years. Uh, we have had from 70 starting shareholders to 3,000 plus shareholders. Uh, we are now in four countries. So those are the things that we like to focus on. And, you know, I'd say let everything else speak for itself. So with all that success, why do you think uh, investors haven't really flocked to this stock? Well, what we're seeing in the marketplace, Kalila, is there is, real estate is is medium to long-term investment, right? And what obtains in the marketplace is that the excitement, for want of a better word, primarily exists around junior market listings. That is just the reality, and what we're seeing at least. And, you know, persons who want to take a medium to long-term approach aren't usually persons who trade, you know, so persons made by the stock at the IPO and say, listen, let me just hold it for long-term growth, for dividends, et cetera, versus, you know, let me buy it to, to see how I can get a quick gain or quick flip. And it doesn't obtain only for first like capital holdings, but many other stocks on the main market of the JSE. Right. We have seen the main market has uh, not done very well over the COVID-19 period. And you're absolutely right in terms of the excitement being on the junior market. But there are people who have been looking for good dividend-paying stocks, for example. Uh, what's your dividend policy? So a dividend policy is to pay on average 50% of profits subject to the, the discretion of the board of directors for reinvestment of capital. That is our dividend policy. Mm. Well, I wish you much success, Ryan. I look forward to hearing the date of the share buyback, more news on that, and everything else that you have in works in the pipeline, because I know he's a man who have enough things in the pipeline at all times. We look forward to hearing much more about what you are hoping to achieve and do achieve in the coming months and years. How can people learn more about First Rock, Ryan? Firstrock.com. Firstrock.com. Just go to the website, type in firstrock.com, and you'll find the information you need to know. Thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks to your viewers. So follow First Rock Group on Instagram at firstrockcap. You can also email them at santanio.husi at firstrock.com, and also give them a call, 876-925-7625. You can visit my website, kalilareynolds.com, for a summary of this episode, and of course, subscribe to my newsletter at kalilareynolds.com slash newsletter. Let's get this money. Ha, ha, ha.